Hi, this is Dr. Sean Handorp, clinical psychologist and health behavior expert, and this is the Motivation Made Easy podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you science-backed information, strategies, and inspiration to master your relationship with food so that you can feel in control of your habits, respect your body, and free your mind to focus on the things in life that truly matter. I'm a clinical psychologist, and I've had years of experience doing research and patient care in the field of weight management and eating disorders. So I've had the insider view on understanding what works and what we're getting very, very wrong. In this podcast, you'll find practical information and tips based on motivation science, interviews from experts, and stories from real people and how they've navigated their relationship with food. My goal is to empower you with information, inspire you to make changes that fit you, and feel 100% supported along the way. So settle in and make yourself comfortable, and get excited to learn and take action for a better, healthier, more energized life. Hi everyone, Dr. Hondorp here, back for our third episode of Intuitive Eating Series. So this is a third episode of three. We're going to talk today about, will intuitive eating really help me reach my goals? Frequently asked questions that I get about intuitive eating, and we're kind of going to bring it all together today. So we're going to cover why intuitive eating isn't talked about more if it's so helpful. We're going to talk about, can intuitive eating ever lead to weight loss? This is a very controversial question. And I will say that if you are like really struggling with your relationship with food, you're kind of already like, I'm pretty sure intuitive eating is a good way to go for me. Um, then maybe skip this episode. I, I don't think I, I talk about weight loss in a way that's too triggering for most people, I hope, but I think sometimes it, it just can be regardless. And I think that's one of the things that intuitive eating talks about is like, if you kind of have this hope that weight loss is around the corner, that can really undermine your ability to get in touch with your body's signals. So if that's you, then just skip this episode. I think that's important. I think that's important to acknowledge. And it's important to learn to trust ourselves too, as we move towards autonomy and what that looks like. So we're also going to cover why and how it's really essential to avoid kind of towing the line or like being in this middle ground of like, no, I'm intuitive eating. It's a lifestyle change, but it's really a diet like I and many people have done for years. And so kind of how to tune in and trust yourself and know the difference that can take time and practice. But we're also going to talk about how to move towards autonomy and choice and really um, what so much of what I work with people on in individual work and in my program is how to like really trust yourself so you know is this an autonomous choice or is this like a controlled should based choice so tuning into that and having that awareness even when you're not always you're never always going to be an autonomous choice or like empowered choice uh we don't always live there but if we can catch ourselves when we're doing unhelpful thinking styles or unhelpful patterns that's really powerful it's how we catch ourselves and how we improve it's not about perfection so we're going to talk about all that today really excited but first have you grabbed my free guide yet this is the guide that i made for moments when you're having that strong desire to eat to cope with emotions feels impossible to do anything else 
had been there for many years, created this guide for when I was going through this, we didn't have cool PDF guides with a million links to cool videos and fun things that can distract you, that can make you laugh, can get you in touch with what's important. Um, there's a bunch of ideas here. So it's all about choice, increasing your confidence, increasing your feelings of empowerment. Grab that for free with the link in the show notes or go to drhondorp.com forward slash guide and grab that today. So you have that at your fingertips in those most difficult moments. And so before we dive into today's content, just my usual reminder that this podcast and blog is for educational and informational purposes only and is not to be construed as any form of professional advice. All right, guys, so let's dive in. I'm excited to talk to you about this today. So let's talk first about why intuitive eating is not talked about more widely if it's so helpful. So this is an interesting question, especially as someone like myself who has been in medical settings my whole career and just officially left a couple months ago. And intuitive eating is really widely discussed in non-medical settings, more disordered eating or eating disorder communities, health at every size communities. And I would say it's, I think, getting more widely discussed on things like Instagram and the internet. I'm not sure. That's just my general sense. I'd be curious what you guys think about it, but it's been around since 1995. So it's been around for a long time. We do have good evidence to support it in terms of improving our health, but it's not widely discussed really as an option, particularly in the medical community. Like I said, might be changing a little bit, but generally still, it's definitely not the main first line thing that is discussed. So we talked about this a little bit last time, but Intuitive eating suggests we need to give up efforts for intentional weight loss in order to truly get in touch with our body's internal fullness signals and make peace with food. And the reality is there's just messages all day, every day that we need to get weight off quickly and we are not good if we are at a higher weight or in a larger body and we're just bombarded with it, whether we're fully aware of it or not, it's there everywhere we look. And you know, in the medical community, there's still a strong belief that weight loss is the best way to improve health. This is the, what we call the weight centric model. And, you know, if you haven't already check out my episode with Anique Besso a couple weeks ago with the health at every size movement. But this idea that, you know, if we give an approach that doesn't lead to weight loss, that it could be really problematic. And we talked a little bit about that last time, but our society, our medical system, all of our systems really are very weight-centric. All of our training programs are still really centered around this. I truly believe that as professionals, we, when we seek out this type of different than mainstream approach, whether that's health at every size or intuitive eating, we all are on this journey. So there is no judgment. I think the judgment is incredibly unhelpful of professionals that don't agree with us. But it's just really common still to think of this weight equals health and weight loss is the end all be all for happiness. And I think there's lots of reasons that we should question that, but I still think it's incredibly mainstream and a very strongly held belief. And I don't think that's going to change overnight as much as I would love to see that change. So I think that's just the reality that we have to acknowledge that we're all dealing with in our various ways in the world today. So 
that the other, the next question I want to answer that I get all of the time is, do I have to give up on weight loss completely if I pursue an intuitive eating approach or can I benefit from intuitive eating principles while still wanting to lose weight? This is the million dollar question and incredibly tricky to answer. So I will say this first off, I have some thoughts about this, but it's a nuanced answer. And so it take my opinion with a grain of salt, right? But in general, while actively pursuing an intuitive eating approach and focusing on healing a very strained relationship with food, this is really common among people that have been on a ton of diets or someone with an eating disorder history. It's very often, if not always, incompatible with actively trying to lose weight. But this is all in a continuum, right? So that said, if you're frequently checking your weight or actively restricting what you're eating, eating less intentionally or avoiding foods intentionally, this can really undermine that process of relearning to trust your body again, particularly if it's spurring like binge eating and emotional eating and feeling like feeling out of control. So that said, I think there's tons of benefits to the intuitive eating principles just in their own right. I mean, going back to them, it's like, cope with your emotions differently and proactively, um, respect your body, like feel the difference in how you move. And so there's so much good there, but I think for some focusing on part and not the whole picture could leave you feeling like you're spinning your wheels a bit. So I often talk about the diet mentality as like this thing that kind of holds people down and they don't even realize that it's there. And so I think it's essential and challenging sometimes to be really honest with yourself about like, why are you making these choices? And, you know, making choices from a place of I am worth taking good care of versus I have to lose weight to be okay is a very different place to make that choice, right? And so I think regardless, it's being able to tune in to you and say, why am I doing this? And when you're in the, a moment of stress, it's going to be hard to say, like, I am making this choice from a place of worthiness. I truly believe we all struggle with our self-worth. And when we're feeling more down or more anxious, it's harder to kind of get there, quote unquote, where you can feel like I am worth taking great care of. But I think it's really important to look at the beliefs that hold us back um, from making these changes from a really positive, empowered place. And the, the next question I want to answer that's kind of related is that, can intuitive eating ever lead to weight loss? And I think a lot of people, professionals, particularly in the health at every size, intuitive eating community, I don't know that they're necessarily hesitant to always answer this question at an individual level. They probably do answer it. But I think people are hesitant to answer this question on a broader level because they don't want to trigger people towards more disorder or undermine people's ability to improve their relationship with food because they're secretly or not so secretly hoping for weight loss, right? I think we talked about the principle of like just hoping this next little diet around the corner is going to be the secret and the answer, and that can undermine the intuitive eating process. So, you know, I really believe in informed choice, which means explaining what I've seen occur in the research and with individuals. And I have seen people lose some weight after they've developed a more intuitive relationship with food or followed an intuitive eating model. This obviously isn't guaranteed, and I have I personally haven't seen it occur super quickly, but I've also been within a lot of medical settings where there's sort of like this 
diet mentality like lingering everywhere. So it's actually kind of hard to like parse apart when we can really try to remove someone from that. It's hard to do even with not in a medical setting, right? Like we're bombarded with that. So I think that's one thing that makes this really challenging is diet culture and diet mentalities like everywhere. It's very pervasive. So it's hard to figure out how much that's getting in touch with the individual or getting in the way of the individual having success with tuning into their body. And that's why it has to be a sense of like being honest with yourself and like really being honest with what your, your reasons are and um, tuning in sort of that gut feeling of trusting yourself of like, here's why I'm at and here's how I can shift towards a more taking care of myself type approach to making changes to my health, whether that's with your health habits, eating and exercise, or just other things that would impact our health, like social relationships and things like that. So I, from a personal experience, like many found that I really only felt like free of binge eating completely when I truly stopped trying to control my weight. So I did the, I, and I, I've said this before and it's like, I'm always hesitant to say it, but over time, many years later, I did gradually lose some weight and I feel healthier and more in tune with my body than ever, but it was not ever effortful. It was never like intentional weight loss that they say, like where I was never trying really. It was just making tweaks and adjustments to how I lived in a way that was more healthy for me. And that doesn't necessarily even mean just exercise and eating. That means like having, making changes to the work that I do. Like, for example, I am really doing work that I feel very passionate about now. And it took me a while to get there because I was working in a job that was a good job and, but I didn't love what I was doing there. And like, there's so much that plays into our health that we don't even think about or talk about. And I think we all can fall into this trap of overemphasizing it must be about my eating or my weight, but social relationships work meaning and purpose, connection with others. There's a lot of factors here that we do not consider when we think about our health and what that actually means for us. So it's really important that for all of us, we be careful of like towing the line or I'm sure at some point, maybe, maybe not, but I'll probably be accused of sort of like, and probably already. So some people would say that I'm sort of towing the line or jumping over the middle of like intuitive eating, but like weight management or weight loss is okay. And I I hope I never talk about weight loss or weight management in an unhelpful way or a pressuring way, because I think that'd be incredibly unhelpful, but it's about, um, you know, I'm all about, obviously, like I said, autonomy and choice. And so I think it's important to talk about these things from all angles, but you always have to be careful. Like, I truly do believe that like, if you're going to take an intuitive eating approach, it is important to be honest with yourself about your intentions or your goals. And as I said earlier, I towed the line for years of trying to be more in tune with my hunger and fullness. And I was making a lifestyle change, quote unquote, but really I was just still dieting, meaning I was still turning to external guides to tell me what my body needed. I was still sort of like mentally trying to just change my body. And it was setting me up for binge eating versus when I read intuitive eating, I had done a lot of work on my relationship with food and like improved a lot of things, but I was finally like, okay, I'm just going to stop worrying about my weight for once and for all. And then that's when I really said, okay, 
and I felt way more peace and feelings of control. And I don't, I don't think I ever feel out of control with eating anymore. Now that doesn't mean that I don't eat what I want. And so that's a whole nother thing, but, um, it doesn't ever feel like it used to feel in terms of feeling out of control. And, you know, this isn't the most exciting thing to say or hear, but you are in it for the long game. Or if you're not, you know, intuitive eating isn't, like I said, in the last episode, it's probably not the best option for you. And, and that's okay too. But you're in it for the long game. I know that's not thrilling, right? Like who doesn't love the promise of quick results, but I'm here to be honest with you and not sugarcoat and improving our relationship with food and our bodies often takes work and time and unlearning, but not in uh, ineffective work like dieting or diet culture tells us like, just work hard. No, it's a different kind of hard work. This actually works because it takes working smarter and more consistently turning inward, listening to our bodies, listening to our emotions, respecting them, learning to trust and take good care of them again. So I've been referring to this graph often lately. It's from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. It's about the power or the plateau of latent potential is the graph name. And that basically shows there's in the show notes or the blog, you can check it out, but basically it shows over time, it's sort of the compound interest effect. You are making consistent progress with whatever you're trying to change and the results might take a while to kind of add up. And so that he talks about the plateau of latent potential is when you see you're doing, putting all the work in, but you're not seeing the results. And again, work, I don't mean diet work. I mean, looking at yourself, your health from a different perspective and being able to, you know, really take a bird's eye view and say like, let me look at my health from a different way. And the valley of disappointment in this graph is like when you're, you expect your results to go up faster than they do, but sometimes it just takes time for things to kind of come together. So the most important messages that I want you to take away from today in this whole series, whether or not you follow an intuitive eating approach, I think there's a lot of benefits to it. I think it's going to be really useful, but it's ultimately like, how do you feel about it? And trusting yourself to say like, is this going to move me towards autonomy and with my health and feeling good? Or some of the things we talked about last time, like, do I feel like I need a little more structure things. And I think, like I said, I think within intuitive eating, you can still choose more structure, but ultimately like you are in the driver's seat here. And it's really important that you learn to trust yourself, try things out. It doesn't work. Course correct. Continual improvement, but you know you best. So Takeaway messages are Rome wasn't built in a day. So again, this consistent action and continual improvement is what gets us to our goals. We have this like myth of overnight success, but what, I mean, really, if we look at things in our life that we've had success, it rarely happens overnight. So dieting weight loss tells us all the time, if we do it right, we're going to get instant results. And that preys on this desperation of feeling like we are not okay as we are. And it's this recipe for feelings of failure and cycles of shame and frustration, but that isn't typically how change works. And you can and learn, learn how to do it differently and also acknowledge yourself along the way, even when it feels very challenging. 
Message number two, take home message. You are so much more than your weight and your body size. I know this is incredibly hard to wrap your head around. Our culture is incredibly cruel and judgmental about weight, body size, and particularly for larger bodies. And yet you deserve love and acceptance and good things now, regardless of what happens with your weight or your body size. So you deserve to live your life now, not wait around until whatever, you know, we, we tell ourselves we have to get to first. You are worth it and you are worth engaging in the world from a place of worthiness and that's going to benefit you and everyone around you, even when it's very uncomfortable and challenging. You know me, I, number three is I want you to move towards autonomy regardless. I want you to move towards choice and freedom of choice without excessive pressure. We can give this to ourselves by saying, all right, self, you have a choice, right? Like you can keep focusing on weight loss or you can try a new approach. What option do you want to do? And you can, you want to work on not pressuring yourself, but also you want to find health professionals who support autonomy, give informed choice. And give you the pros and cons, but let you be in the driver's seat to determine the course of action and the plan that works best for you. So it's important to support your own autonomy by creating people in your life that also support your autonomy. And finally, take home message number four is this is personal and nuanced. Like anything related to health, eating and your weight, it's personal, it's nuanced, language matters, the way we think about it, feel it matters. I, I think I've made it clear. I think intuitive eating and mindful eating are great. I think they can move you towards autonomy. And that approach alone might not be the perfect fit for you and your body right now. You're the expert on you, even if it may not feel like it, even if you've been told you can't trust yourself and you've lost that trust in yourself, you can regain it. Intuitive eating may help, but regardless of the approach you choose, try to view each step as a learning experience and please make sure you ask for support along the way. So as a final take home, if you um, are listening to this, you can check out the blog. I have a couple of images about more examples of autonomous motivation. So in my the online program I'm doing, we're going through some examples of what it means from by autonomous motivation. And I always break it down by behavior because that's what we have motivation types for certain behaviors, not necessarily we're motivated or unmotivated. So this first example is the behavior of eating a salad for lunch. So that's a behavior that you may or may not do. And we can look at the motivation types. So the, the external types are, you know, I'm eating this salad because I have to lose weight or it's within my calories. The internal motivation types, the autonomous motivation types is doing this. I'm eating the salad because it's the best choice for my goals and my life or and or I enjoy salads and I eat I feel best eating this way so in my opinion I think intuitive eating can help move us over to the right but it takes time and patience if there are ways where you can feel like you can move towards that autonomy and choice right now then go for it right you know you better than anyone else and then just in case you think I might saying you should I know you probably don't think this about me, but you're thinking, oh, you're saying I should have a salad for lunch. I promise I'm not. So it's helpful to look at different uh, examples. So as one more example, I have another behavior of choosing not to plan your meals on a given week and maybe reasons for this. The, if you chose for whatever reason, you didn't choose to plan out your meals in a certain week, as I often do not because life is busy. 
stress, guilt, gut diet mentality might tell you I'm failing. I can't believe I had another week of scrambling each day to figure out what we're eating. I'm such a mess. I need to force myself to do better. I'm never going to achieve my goals. Autonomous motivation or anti-diet mentality associated with freedom, choice, and feeling in control would be thoughts like, I'm never going to plan perfectly and do it all the time. I want a flexible and sustainable approach this time. Giving myself freedom from rigid rules is the best choice for me this week. And I have a ton going on this week and I didn't plan. I can give myself a break. No guilt needed. So you see this, it's the reason behind it. And it's how you talk to yourself and how you think about yourself as you go through any eating plan. So I'll say it, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Autonomy is key and intuitive eating and mindful eating are great. And they definitely offer an option to move many people towards autonomy. I've seen it work really well for a lot of people. It can be incredibly powering, empowering. Either way, I know you can move away from shoulds and towards autonomy for your health. And I'm excited for you because the freedom and joy that's there is really incredible and you deserve that. So on that note, we'll wrap up for today. If you haven't already, don't forget your free resource, the free PDF guide with a bunch of ideas for things to do in the moments where you want to make an informed or empowered choice instead of eating. And that is at drhondorp.com forward slash guide. Thank you so much for listening to this series. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your thoughts or your comments, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in today. Your time is valuable, and it means so much to me that you're here. Despite the title of this podcast, many of our topics are not always easy. Change is hard, and let's face it, life and truly looking inward at ourselves can be uncomfortable. That's why I'm grateful. Grateful for you and your willingness to listen, learn, and keep an open mind. I invite you to learn more by going to drshawnhondorp.com or finding me on Instagram at psychology.of.wellness. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would be amazing if you could give it a review so more people can find it. Thanks, and I truly hope you have an energetic and inspired day.